This is the Chief Steward Officer podcast for Kingdom Entrepreneurs. If you want to start, grow, or sustain a business that lines up with Kingdom principles, this podcast is for you. Stewardship is key to aligning your business with the Kingdom of God, and we provide straight talk, practical tips, and advice to help you succeed. And now, your host, the CSO of Flow Business Systems, Mike Spence. Hello, Chief Steward Officer. This is Mike Spence. Got Brad Watson here. Big you know, smiling Hello. face. Let me see your shirt. Let me show the people on, on the podcast. If you're not watching it on YouTube, it just says, y'all need Jesus. So, yep, we're right here in the Midwest. So uh, I'm not sure if that translates to all parts of the country, but it should. You know, y'all. Everybody knows it that. It should. Uh, let me probably clarify. If you're in a part of the country that only serves unsweet tea, you probably can't find this shirt. <laughs> that's, that's, that's absolutely true. It's like, where is that line? It's somewhere in, uh, in, in Kentucky and South, right? It's so much sugar in the tea, right? Yeah. I think when you get up around the halfway point in Indiana, it's yeah. only unsweet tea, which right. is an abomination. I think, I, think <laughs> it's, I think it's in lamentation somewhere. Thou shalt not do the unsweet tea yeah yeah have you ever had tea from a place like that you're expecting it to be sweetened and you taste it and it's <laughs> and you make that face like, oh. I, i'm talking to the chef if that ever happens i have words <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was funny too is uh that you know they put the, they don't see it that way they see it well we got sweetener on the table like five different colors mm -hmm. of sweetener right you got the blue the the pink the yellow just add any combination you want but when you do what's it what happened it sinks to the bottom mm -hmm. you've got this pile of sugar at the yeah, bottom yeah. of your glass yeah, and yeah. it's stirred up and it's uh never the same it's if somebody uh, tells me all they have is unsweet tea i just tell them bring me a bowl of lemons <laughs> uh, just, i ain't drinking that it's a bowl of lemon well this is not what we're here to talk about, sweet tea, but um, I'm glad we <laughs> glad we did. Derailed. I, uh, no, I also want people to notice your red stapler behind you. I, I think that's pretty great. So, <laughs> which which that? Oh yeah, this yeah my swing line. <laughs> yeah, red swing line. That's that's <laughs> awesome for everyone that's watched uh, Office Space, right? Mm -hmm. Classic. I was I was told that I could have a swing line. But I have a Boston, which I don't think works as well as the swing line. <laughs> yeah. If the, I think people should go watch that movie because it gives a really great perspective from employees and managers and business. I mean, it's just funny. Uh, and it's know, one I of the few really... movies that you'll see that the soundtrack has more vulgarity than the actual and profanity than the actual movie. Does it really? I didn't know oh, that. man, it's just chalk chock-a-block full of profanity oh really actually i, I know. don't remember any profanity in the movie uh, that's probably i watch yeah. it on tbs i guess I yeah know. right i and the reason i know that is because i went to see that uh, uh with a uh, church friend of mine oh who, man uh, the movie we wanted is i think it was a kurt cameron film that was out at the time and okay. we missed the showtime uh right yeah and uh so now office space that looks and, and I was dying laughing. He was appalled. He was, oh, I mean, it was just oh, like it was a face melter. And I, you know, I, Hey, I'm sorry. I had no idea. You oh know? man. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, you, you, you don't know, but see, here's the thing. And, and what we're here to talk about today is mind your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
And it's funny as uh, we're talking through some of that stuff too, is that it's your perception and it's the way you take something. So you could sit at, at a show uh, like that and, and get a lot of humor out of it and go, oh, yeah, okay, buffer out some of it. And others can look at that and just be appalled, right? Um, and and mind your mind, it, it came to me, actually God gave it to me. I, I believe God does this to everybody all, <laughs> a lot if we paid attention, but this was actually at a prayer session at my church and I was just taking notes. Um, our, our pastor would encourage us, hey, we're going to do just come here tonight. We're going to play some light music, but just be with God. Just be in the house and let's just just pray. And we did some corporate prayer. But, you know, when it came time for you just to pray, he would encourage you to get a notebook out and and write some stuff down uh, that God might be saying. So I always thought that was a really cool idea. And mm -hmm. um, I meant to write Mind Your Business. <laughs> and mm -hmm. as I was writing it, he interrupted me and I, and I didn't realize I wrote it until I got a few sentences down and looked back up and went, mind your mind. Did I write? Why yeah. would I write that? And so I prayed about it and he's like, well, because it, it's a mindset is something that's uh, incredibly important for us, especially as chief steward officers, but in, in life, your mindset and that you need to mind your mind more than just about anything mm -hmm. so well well the difference i mean isn't that what we're doing here i mean yeah. the difference between a chief steward officer and a ceo or an entrepreneur is what it's all in your mind isn't it is, yeah, isn't it, it it's a it's a flip of a mindset absolutely for sure Yes, because you do not own the business. You're, you're really, uh, uh, you know, letting God know that you own it all. And you always have from the beginning. But even as Christians, we can say, okay, God owns everything. And then I own my business. And we want to keep it separate sometimes in, unintentionally. We don't mean to run him out of, the, out of the business, but sometimes we don't even think about it. So it's a shift in mindset to say, wait a minute, if he owns everything, he owns everything. Why not your business and let him own it? and you become a steward and, and you're right. It's that's, that's a huge difference is you got to shift your mind there. Well, there are certain, um, I would imagine scenarios and I'll try to think of one and maybe you have one in your mind where, uh, you are presented with things in your average, uh, business life, whether it be mm -hmm. a, a people issue, a, yeah. a customer sad issue, any of these types of things where, you know, your MBA or your business 101 book would say, this is how you need to react or respond or, or work or invest or anything. And that's yeah. from a business sense, that's smart. And we don't want you to run away from being a smart business person, but from a CSO mindset, sometimes things are contrary to what the world would teach you. <laughs> Uh, it, it agree or disagree? So many ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, his ways are not like our ways. It's in Isaiah, right? That that his wisdom and 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 his ways about going about uh, doing everything, a lot of times is complete opposite of what the world would tell us to do. And actually, I, I love you brought that up. I have a scripture for you that is going to tie that into, you know minding your mind. Oh. So it's popular. People probably can recite it with me, but it's in Romans 12 too. get out your Bibles, look it up. Mm -hmm. uh, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hmm. 
then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if we break that down and say, do not conform to the pattern of this world, what is, what is the pattern? What is a pattern? You know, it's, a, it, it's, it's something that's routine, right? It's, it's a, something that I think it's been laid out and we all, no matter what part of the world we live in, sweet tea, no sweet tea or whatever it is, we just become comfortable and used to the pattern of the world, including wisdom, including the wisdom of this world or the teachings or the way we were brought up. I mean, it just, this is just how I am who, you know, and then if you no longer, if you choose to no longer conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that's God flipping that all upside down. And now all of a sudden things that you thought were true, aren't true. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll give you some examples in a little bit. But once you renew your mind, then it says you're able to test and approve God's will. So people all the time is like, well, I I don't know what God's will is for me or what God's will is in a certain situation. Well, if you renew your mind, you're going to be able to test it and approve it, which I think Mm -hmm. is awesome. But you can't do Mm -hmm. that unless you are willing to renew your mind. And his will is always good, pleasing, and perfect. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there's just a lot packed in to that little scripture right there. There, yes, there always is. And I, I was, I was thinking to even, to even go back if, when you were talking about the pattern, yeah, the pattern of this world, well, what is the pattern of this world? Well, uh, we can go back to Genesis days, right? So before yeah. the flood, something that always has stuck out to me, at least in the recent months or so was that, the thoughts of men were continually evil. Mm. Didn't say they were evil once in a while. It didn't, you know, every now and right. then. It said they were continually evil. Right. So I think that's the pattern that we have. <laughs> it's yeah. already been established without yeah. the renewing of our minds. So as the world, you know, we know how these things go because you mm-hmm. can test yourself against it when, um, uh, I'll say, you know, as a, as a, a lot of things kind of, kind of tie into a married relationship, oh, uh, yeah. everything is in a, in a pattern and you know, if your spouse or significant other comes in to the room with a, a correction or a suggest or whatever this is, yeah. typically what will happen is you will respond in such a way. And then that person will respond in such a way. And as mm-hmm. men, we typically respond by raising the volume because obviously you didn't hear me the yeah. first time right and so, which and always that, works it always works it's a it's but that's the pattern that we get in right and so yeah. in, even in a business sense somebody does this mm-hmm. to me well this is how i will respond naturally right i'm cutting you off no more boom you'll yeah. yeah, blah, 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 and i'll drop the hammer on you or do whatever there's there's zero grace there there's zero chance for witness, there's zero chance for uh, Christ to show up because I, in my established pattern, it went wham, and I dropped the hammer on him where I have to renew my mind on everything and say, okay, if this is my first reaction, right? It's probably the pattern of continual evilness that was in there from Adam, right? Continually evil. So then I have to, okay, I'm, I'm a steward now. I have to think twice 
now? Yeah. Where's Christ in all this? That's what oh, we made my mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're right. I mean, we, we talk sometimes about default. Like if you, you, you buy something or there, there's a default default setting to it, mm-hmm. um, you can make it do other things, but the default is this. Uh, our, for human beings, the default is sin. <laughs> we are born mm-hmm. sinners. We, we, it's, it's, un, it's unfair if people want to make it. <laughs> we were born into sin. We are sinners. Our default is to sin, to be mm-hmm. selfish, you know, to to um, it, it's, it's all mine and, and I need to protect it. And, you know, there's just a lot of that built into our human DNA from, you know, Old Testament. And then when Jesus came, he died for us, he saved us. And now we have now the Holy Spirit in us. There's now this, this divide where we have one foot in this worldly sinful kind of a nature as a human being, but especially, you know, as a business owner, you're a leader. Now you're a leader of people. You are uh, helping clients You're doing this and that you, you now have this other foot, your right foot over here in, in kingdom. And so it can be a, it can be a challenge really to how do I react to every situation? You want to be kingdom minded. You want to react in a way that God has uh, set you up as a steward to react um, out of love, but it's incredibly hard to do that. We are torn between a lot of times in that we can conform to the pattern of this world pretty easily. It's our default. It's, it's what you run back to. So this constant renewing of your mind, you're not, it didn't say renew your mind because that just sounds like one time. <laughs> it's a constant, you got to continue to renew your mind, renew your mind every morning, every situation. That's why we always talk about going seeking God. The more time you spend in his word, the more time you seek him, the, uh, you know, the more time you're, you're, you're spending letting things into your heart that have to do with him is the way you constantly are transforming, transforming and renewing your mind. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think uh, we talked about default setting. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there, pro- there might be some disagreements on these, these things, but I have heard it said, oh, was it, those, these little babies, see these little babies, they got, they don't know right from wrong. There's no evil in them. Right? I've seen little toddlers come up and kick other toddlers right in the face for no reason. <laughs> right. Right. We've had or, kids. All of our kids. I've got grandkids now. So, yeah. Swipe carrot sticks or applesauce, you know, for no reason. Right. Yeah. That's default. And if you don't think that default setting is still in you, I think you're kind of kidding yourself. In yeah. so when we... Now, the Bible, born again, born again. A lot of people are like, well, I'm no longer held to that, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm born again. And I think that's a wrong way of saying that because I think Christ gives us the ability to overcome. We don't okay. have to be held hostage and in chains by that uh, desire to sin. Yeah. But we still have it in us to react yeah improperly right so just because we're born again doesn't mean that every situation that i approach i'm not going to be inclined to be continually evil absolutely switch so how do we do that then how do we renew our minds i mean if we if we understand that there's going to be these situations where i need to renew Mm -hmm. how do we do that well i love that i mean because here's some practical things that, that you can try. I mean, I don't, maybe not everyone's heard this. I would tell my kids this all the time. I, I would say run this experiment on your own to yourself, right? 
because we would tell our kids all the time that they are going, they will be more, they're going to be like the five people that hang around the most. So outside of your family, I mean, who are these five friends that you constantly are connecting with and you're around all the time? Because it's just who we are. We want a sense of belonging. We want to belong, right? We, we want to feel like we fit in and that, you know, we find these uh, groups that we will connect with sometimes out of very hurtful situations, people that have been hurt just like we have, or, you know, we, we, there's always been this human thing. We just want to belong. So if you are in a situation where you don't feel like you're very close to God, if you don't feel like um, you are really walking the path that he's wanted you to, the first thing is like, look at the people you're hanging around the most. Uh, are you hanging around people that are full of him, that are very encouraging, that they're very positive, that they have something going on pretty good in their life? Uh, are, you, are you connecting with people like that? Or if, is your circle more the other direction? And I would encourage people to take a look at that as a step one and, and get connected in a different circle if that's, if that's what you need. Because that doesn't mean that the people you're connected with right now are bad or evil people. That's not the point. It's you need to love them too. But for you, like, who are you connected with? Who, who are you intentionally spending time with as a relationship circle goes? So that's a, that's one step. Try that. Watch what happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, well, on people. So, uh, you know, it says be in the world, not of the world. So yeah. what about the thought that says, well, you know, these are my associates. I'm supposed to be the light in their lives. Mm -hmm. Do I just run away? Do I just abandon them? Um, well, you, what do I not, do with that? Not at all. No. I mean, I, you're, you're going to have, you're going to have probably more people like that, uh, more people in your life than just the five. But it's, it's just about if you take an inventory of how much time you're spending, but then also be honest with yourself to see, uh, are you fitting in or are you going in and being that light? So, so many stories in, in the Bible where Jesus would be criticized for hanging out with sinners, prostitutes, uh, you know, just people that were just on the wrong side of the tracks or whatever, he would always look at him and say, why are you spending all your time with these people? And when he went in those situations, he didn't become like them. Mm -hmm. You know, he knew who he, who he was and he kept that light inside of him and he had a purpose behind all of that. So they were drawn to him, but he never became like them. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and we're not going to get that perfect every time. So it's certainly not abandoning people in your life unless you know, you, you have someone in your life that is absolutely, uh, I don't say cancerous, but we, we can all have some people in our lives. It just seems like their mission is to keep us down and hold us down. Um, just see that for what it is and change your heart towards them. So if you need to distance, I mean, sometimes that's a healthy thing, but it's something you got to ask God about. But I would say that it's 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 very easy to pull somebody down right yeah. it's it's very easy for you because that's your default switch you you hang out with this group of people or whatever yeah it, it, left to your own devices they will 
pull you down to their level. So sure. equip yourself before you go in to be able to be like Jesus, right? Yeah, you you sure. have to put on, on your armor because they don't mean bad or ill intent. But They're just this, following a pattern. <laughs> they know what they know, and you know what you know. Mm -hmm. And so don't go in expecting, well, I got this. I, it's like, uh, what was, uh, remember Cheers, like Sam Malone, right? Yeah. Sam Malone was an alcoholic who ran a bar. Well, yeah. I, I imagine if you mm -hmm. talk to most alcoholics today, they would say the last place That's they could ever choice <laughs> is a bar. Yeah. Um, right. So know yourself, know yourself, control the, the field, you know, play yeah. on your home field try not to play on that home field and if you have to play mm -hmm. on their home field take make sure you take jesus with you you know equip yeah. yourself be in the right mind because it's it's going to be a battle you know and we talk uh even like business trips conventions things of this nature yeah yeah um, this is something that we all deal with we yeah. all I, I know uh, a lot of people and uh they have business conventions down in vegas and and whatnot mm -hmm. and a lot of people love vegas there's good in Vegas and there's bad in Vegas, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but just like every other place. Like, like everywhere world, else. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, but you have to know yourself, right? Yep. So equip That's yourself. It. Don't don't think that you're going to go out there and uh, just through your own strength be able to yeah. ward off the your own proclivities, yeah. you know, or, or what. So um, in any case, we would establish some boundaries you know so knowing that you have to renew your mind we're all called to be in these situations for business trips conventions sales yeah. meetings uh one-on-one -on -one, closed door meetings things like that yeah. equip yourself ahead of time if, if possible control the environment but uh don't let it sneak up on you be uh, diligent be vigilant yeah right? and you know, and that's, that's important too, because we're talking about people right now in relationships. And that's really just a first step is like, take a look at that circle you're around. And sometimes you can't control it. You know, you, you have a job, you have a boss, uh, you have coworkers, uh, you're locked in a cubicle with them or whatever it is, you know, you, sometimes you, you literally can't pick. If you looked at the five people, maybe three of them, you, you can't, you can't move them. Right. Um, but I would say in, in most cases, we have a lot of power over who we are spending most of our time with. And so in those instances where you just know that I, I can't distance myself from these people because I work with them, um, is a great chance for you to dive deeper in with God and let him, let him, you know, the Holy Spirit help you, the Holy Spirit's our helper. So you, mm -hmm. if you, instead of just dismissing it, I guess is my point of saying, well, it's going to be too hard. I can't get th these three people out of my, my life for any reason. So, I mean, don't let that be a discouraging thing. Let that be, oh my gosh, this is great. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. going to be able to use the Holy Spirit in a new way. And I promise mm -hmm. you, if you prayed and you said, Holy Spirit, help me in this situation, see this relationship different, be different. I can't disconnect it. I've seen things happen with people that it's like, oh my gosh, I went in after a couple of times and my attitude changed, my mm -hmm. heart changed towards them. And all of a sudden they started rising up to more of a, a level with me because they see a change in me, which gives you an opportunity to talk about how great your God mm -hmm. is. It could be what they needed. You know, there's, I've seen people get promotions out of a department like that. You know, it's mm -hmm. God moved them somewhere else and now they have a different circle. So if you're serious about it, take a look at that, but that's only the first one. So 
the further in the, if you look in the word, the, it, it, it's in Proverbs, it's everywhere, but it talks about the, the, the overflow of the heart, that your heart is stored up all sorts of uh, things that could be like a pattern of this world, the way you think about something, you know, you, what your mindset is, the words you use, because words have a lot of power, and that the way that that happens is over time, it's everything you're letting into your eyes, it's everything you're letting into your ears, and it gets stored up in your heart. And then here comes this overflow, which is where your words are coming from. So take a check to see like, what kind of things are you allowing yourself to look at online, on TV? You know, um, what sort of things are you listening to? Are you listening to things that are, uh, that, that you really never thought would have some sort of detrimental impact on your purpose? Uh, because it's a certain kind of music, or maybe it's, you know, who knows? I mean, no, we're not all going to be, well, none of us will be perfect at this stuff, but it's more of a renewing your mind is a habit that you create that is just be making you become more aware. What am I allowing myself to take in through my eyes? What am I allowing myself to hear? Because you may not think that it's happening, but you're storing up some stuff inside your heart that may not be very good, but the great news is you can switch it all. <laughs> so I, when I say this thing with the challenge is really to take a look at that circle, um, read his word, seek him more, uh, pay attention to what you're letting into your eyes and your, into your ears and watch how that shifts the overflow of your heart and the things that you start thinking will be renewed. They'll be better. They'll be uh, good, pleasing and perfect <laughs> according to his will. And the things that you're saying about yourself and to others, that'll shift too, if you really, really pay attention to that. Uh, I think it's it's fascinating, and it's been proven so many times of of what we allow in is what comes out, right? Yeah. In the old garbage science, in, garbage out, <laughs> the old science experiment where they had kids you know, watch Sesame Street and then I don't know Starsky and Hutch or something like that, you know, and, <laughs> yep. they, and they watch the every time they left the room after they watched some kind of violent programming, those kids yeah. beat the snot out of this inflatable <laughs> Bobo doll, <laughs> they knock it over. That's funny. You know, that's just how we're, we're wired to do it. And, and I'm, I, I'm fascinated how even to this day, I mean, how so few people have listened to the Earl Nightingale Stranger secret. Oh yeah. Uh, it is, I'm going to steal everything he just said, you don't, uh, and, and su sum it down into three minutes, but, yeah. Uh, fasc fascinating. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe the earliest self-help, you know, yeah. it, it, the whole self-help industry built off this strangest secret from Earl Nightingale. Yep. And basically his point was we are what we think about and that's the strangest secret. And he had a great illustration. He said, your, your mind is like a field, you know, mm -hmm. and the field will bring forth uh, a poisonous plant or a, a, like a corn or a prosperous fruit. It'll bring forth both in abundance. It yeah. doesn't care. It's right. it's designed to bring forth both in abundance. It just depends on what you plant in it mm. as what it what it brings forth. And so his challenge and uh, and I would encourage mm. this as just a practical tip because I, it's it, every time I do it, uh, I wonder why I didn't do it sooner. Uh, yeah. And I've done it many times. Uh, basically, he does a uh, it's either thirty or forty five days. It's but still with thirty days. And he goes, and in that 30 days, only mm -hmm. allow in positive thoughts 
influences media, things of this nature. Right. And, and well, that's easy enough. But the trick is when you find yourself for any length of time mm. concentrating on the negative or the bad in your life or blah, 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 you have to reset the clock and start your 30 days over again yeah. until you get through the hurt. And at the end of that 30 days, see how much closer to God you are. See Oof. how much abundance that it has been brought forth in your life simply because you cut out the negative. Absolutely. Yep. When you turn off, if, if you spend much time in the car and, you know, we will turn it on sports radio or mm -hmm. blah, 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 or just, it's just time filler. It's yep. just time filler. But if you start to take account of what's in that time filler, yeah. it's constant rage, outrage, yeah, anger. And you think you're not taking that to your next meeting with you, you right. know? Yeah. Even uh, if you think you're yeah, you're taking it all with you, uh, and mm. and you're, and you're going to knock over that inflatable balloon too. Um, yeah, so well, cutting yeah. that stuff out. It's your relationships. Yeah, and, and you know what's great? You're saying that too, is because it, it it's filling your mind with like positive things, and you well, like what you know, we, we can't we can't dismiss or 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 not include the word of God, right? It's mm -hmm. it, it was given to us for a reason, so. I would, I would encourage people to take the 30 to 45 days, whatever it is, and just say, you know, I'm going to intentionally put positive things in, but it, make sure one of those is the word of God. Make sure one of those is prayer. You know, there, there's not just, um, I'm going to watch, uh, you know, happy kittens and puppies on YouTube, you know, cause that mm -hmm. seems positive. It is. I mean, yeah. those are fun and cute, but, but they don't have power. Uh, right. there, there is power to, to being around more positive people. But I think that what that'll do is it will help you feel better about the day. Maybe, um, we're looking for more, more than that, like things that line up with his will so that they're more deep rooted and that there's a lot, we talk about truth. We want to, I want to just tune in. I want to know the truth about something Well, there's nothing more true than the word and and you're talking to the author so you know including that stuff um christian radio christian music stuff you know things like that whatever genre you like to listen to i mean start listening to those things um but you know spending time with your family is very much in line with the word of god i know sometimes people is like well that's a negative for me <laughs> it's mm. like no no <laughs> um but it's not to god <laughs> that he values relationships so um you know, just there's so many things. If you pray, uh, uh, he he'll start giving you some stuff. Going, oh, you're trying to renew your mind with me now. Okay, you're trying to you're trying to mind your mind, and you want to be a better steward of what I've given you. Not just your business, by the way. You know, you're you're steward of your business, your family, uh, your your possessions. I mean, these are all things that that God has given you to manage here. There's a reason He picked you for all this, and that you're trying to renew your mind and mind your mind in a way that you can become a better steward of everything that he's purposed you to do. And I mean, just start turning off some of this negativity. I, I was like politics, gosh, in this world we live in today, it doesn't matter what side you're on where, you know, people didn't like the last president or they don't like the new president, whichever side people are on, you know, it seems to be still the same negative con. And if that's all you're listening to, you're probably, I would guess, somewhat angry <laughs> at no matter what. But I'll, t I'll tell you this, though, that 
uh, the kingdom doesn't rely on who sits in the White House. Mm-hmm. The the flow, you know what I mean? It's it doesn't it it doesn't surprise God. It, it didn't catch him off guard that who won this election or who's going to win the next mm-hmm. one. It's all part of a plan and a purpose. He's in control of everything. So we should have some confidence in renewing our mind with him because the king has it all under control and he's looking for us to turn our attention to him. Well, you, you can be assured that every bit of media you see, uh, movie, uh, song, whatever, yeah. it's all designed to provoke an emotional response in you. Oh, yeah. Every bit of it. Yep. Um, now, that's a great power we get responsibility but the only ones that you can know that 100 percent of the time are there for your benefit is the word and is prayer and uh and you've heard this you hear this in your churches every sunday we don't unlock the power of prayer we don't unlock the power of god's word as much as we should we have the most powerful tools at our disposal that the universe knows and Mm -hmm. We don't make time for them through the blood of Jesus Christ. We can unlock the hidden mysteries in the scriptures. Yeah. We can we can step right into the throne room of grace. You know, think about how ridiculously awesome that is. I mean, so right. uh, we can step right into the pavilion of <laughs> the Almighty God, and yet we okay. I got ten minutes today. I'll yeah. carve out ten minutes to to be there with the King. Yeah, and I hope he makes time for me that, you know, um, look, 10 minutes a day is better than nothing a day, right? But we, yeah. we're we the ones who establish that amount yeah. of time. So, look, if, if the Bible asks for a 10th, that's 2.4 hours a day. You spend, <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you spending 2.4 hours a day in yeah. uh, in the Word or in prayer yeah. with God? Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the mind your mind. Really, and it, it, there's no magical answer to it. I mean, we're not trying to, you know, talk about any kind of uh, step-by-step or blueprint to success. It's not that. It's God wants a relationship with us, period. He wants a solid belief. He is the source and he wants us to know that he is the source and that the more time we intentionally renew our mind and, and, and spend time with him, just the better everything really is. And, you know, I'm not saying it's easy to constantly uh, do, but it, it is easier over time. The more you start noticing the negative in, the negative influence in your life, the, the things that you're watching, things you're hearing, the people you're hanging out with, and you start looking at that stuff and start cutting that away and replacing it with him, not cutting it away and replacing it with something else, because we're really good at manipulating mm-hmm. ourselves, actually. Um, but, but cutting that kind of stuff out and directly replacing it with, uh, reading the word or, you know, I'm not going to do that on my lunch break anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes or whatever, but you know, it's not about getting out a a, a planner and, and saying, okay, I've, I hit my 2.4 like, you know, no, you, you go 10 or you go 20 today. I mean, as long as you're, you're checking in, I mean, and you're constantly doing it is what he wants. I mean, but you nailed it. It's not enough just to cut stuff out uh, because you will fill it back up with something. Oh, yeah. You know, so you have to deliberately fill it 
back in with yeah. something good. And th there's only two things that we know are 100% of the time good, mm -hmm. right? And so when you're going to fill that back in, I would, I would say the majority of what you fill back in should be one of those two things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you should. Or I mean, praise, actually. Praise is good. Right. Well, I, I count oh, that. I count yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's praise music. The, yeah. You know, there's the good, good things with, with your, your family and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we can fill it with this harmless yeah. recreation. I can go out and play croquet or, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's funny that you're saying that too is, um, is that we, what people would typically say then is, well, at least I'm not doing that whatever that is anymore. Um, so yeah, I cut that out of my life, but you didn't replace it with anything that God wanted you to replace it with or, or any more time with him. So yeah, you're not doing something that in your mind was, you know, evil or destructive, but you've just replaced it with something else that really doesn't have any impact or power. So, so just, I'd say just, gosh, 30 days, somebody please take us up on that and, uh, and just, just take an inventory of what all that is and start replacing that stuff with him and just w watch. That is the start of how to renew your mind that, and, and I think God will give you more ideas as you're, as you're pressing forward. Um, but let me give you a few things here, Brad, that, that I, I just, God started telling me about that. I think sometimes we, from a mindset from a CSO, we don't, we don't know that it's not from him, you know, it, or it, we don't know that we're doing something that's maybe incorrect. You know what I mean? Because it is a hard thing to shift your mind from just being a Christian business owner uh, to someone who's going to be a chief steward officer, right? So think of it this way. If anyone out there has a job, or if you've ever had a job. So if you're currently in a job, let's say that you are out this weekend and you found someone that was in need. They, they really needed a laptop and an office chair for their home and uh, you know, whatever else, just equipment that they needed. So you decided to go back to your place of work um, and take all the stuff that you had, or maybe you took something from the next office over and you just, donated it to them and they're ecstatic. They're happy. They got everything, but, but why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that as an employee to go back into your workplace and just take a bunch of equipment and give it to someone? Cause you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart because you don't own it. <laughs> you're going to get fired for that. That's called stealing, right? That you're going back into your office place and you're giving something away um, with no permission from the people who own that because you don't own it. You don't typically own even the equipment that you're using on a day-to-day -day -day basis at your workplace. So, but what we do as a CSO is that we'll start a business and we'll be very kingdom-minded and we'll do things. And then all of a sudden we'll start giving away stuff. We'll give away services. We'll give away equipment. We'll give away because we found somebody that needed it and we wanted to be helpful. So why not just donate it because God will bless that. Right. And it's not that God's mad at you about any of it, you know, still loves you and loves your heart and that you did that. But did you ask him first? Yeah. <laughs> He's the owner. He owns all this stuff. So if yeah. you're really going to shift your mind to it, 
I think it was just a big, it was a big thing for me. When I shifted my mind to it, it was like, I don't own any of this stuff. And I've bought stuff or given stuff. And, and, and sometimes that works. You know, it always feels good in the moment, but later on, I was like, man, I could use that right now. <laughs> or I could have, mm -hmm. and it, it's looking back going, I never asked the owner. I never thought about it that way. But if he owns it all, I should probably check with him before I start just giving time, talent, and treasure away for nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe it's not what he wanted. Yeah. So it's not only the, when we renew our mind, it's not, I mean, it's a lot of times easier to identify the negative yeah. and separate that it than is. it is to separate. Well, this is positive, right? The, the, what the yes do's are always more difficult than the no don'ts. Yeah. And so the, not everything that is good is for you at the moment right. to do or yeah. to accomplish. And we, we've talked about this maybe on another, another podcast, whatever, but yeah. out of the goodness of our hearts, we may short circuit or, ex or extend that person's suffering yeah. or journey because we have inadvertently given them a leg up and we're like, well, they still didn't learn it. They're going to have to go back down again. They almost learned it. Yeah. Right. They almost learned it, but you made sure you cut that corner so they couldn't get the lesson. Now they're going to have to go back to square one. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do that sometimes we, we, uh, we in our own, God, I know where you want these people to be. So I'm going to rush in and yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's part of that renewing of the mind too. Right. It is. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I always called that uh, playing God. <laughs> so now you're playing God. And, and you don't even realize it sometimes. I mean, I, I meet people that just have the biggest hearts and, and I love them. And I know God loves them because God knows their heart and he knows why they're doing it. And, but it just, it comes to a point as a chief steward officer that it's not that it's a bad, evil thing that you're helping someone out because you don't know their story or what God had planned for them many times. You just saw a need, you're trying to fill it. And the shift that we're talking about really is, check with God first, because he will give you some peace about that to know if he needs you or wants you to intervene, uh, or if he doesn't. And it was one of the uh, things that I wrote down in one of my prayer times is that part of the business that I started with flow uh, business systems was to help businesses, uh, you know, create a process and technology and flow in their, you know, throughout their organization to help them grow. And there was a certain part of our city that I thought, gosh, I really want to, I have a heart for this part of the city. And when I put that kind of out there, I had a lot of people kind of reaching out because they had a heart for that part of the city too, and just wanted us to be connected and do things. And uh, I just never really felt a peace about some of that stuff. And I'm glad I went to God in prayer because he, he really, he, I wrote it down. <laughs> he just said, not everything you said it earlier, not everything that's good that's happening in that part of the city is for you. You know, don't, meaning don't just see something and connect to it thinking it's me because they're doing what they're doing because that's what they're called to do by me. And you connecting to that is not what I have for you because he had something else for me. And it, I think we just jumped to, 
if you have a heart for people, which I know he loves that it, 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 I'm trying to say it in such a way that doesn't help, doesn't get people to stop helping people. That's not the point. The point is that when it comes to your business and you're being a business leader as a chief steward officer, by that renewing of your mind and minding your mind is it's a shift to say, when it comes to stuff like that, check with the owner. Mm -hmm. Don't just give away your time. Don't just give away your, you know, your talent, your treasures, uh, the, the equipment, uh, anything really. I mean, if he really owns it all, it, it, it's okay <laughs> to say, mm -hmm. Hey God, this opportunity popped up and I think I can help somebody. Should I, mm -hmm. and get some clarity on that. And if you feel like you really should, then by all means go do it. But there will be times it's hard sometimes though, Brad, I'll tell you that, that he'll jump in the way and say, no, I know what they're going to think of you. I know that they want mm -hmm. you to do these things and I don't want you to, I'm the owner. You, you asked me, so I'm mm -hmm. going to say no to that. And so I just be obedient and follow that. And, um, it actually takes a lot of pressure off a of CSO. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, let me go check with, let me go check with the owner and see what he has to say. And if he approves it, we're good. But you, you, you really have to do that though. When you, yeah. uh, you can't just because a lot of times we're like, oh, I know God wouldn't want me to do that or God would want me to, to do that. And I didn't really open up my heart to ask. Yeah. Right. I just kind of yelled at the carpet for a little bit or whispered to the carpet uh, and, <laughs> and thought, oh, Mr. God heard that. Now I get yeah. to do what I want to do. Uh, right. Right. So if you really want to have that level of authority with confidence, you have to carry that with you. You have to be serious about it. Nope. Yeah. I'm going to ask God about all of this. That way, when you ask me something, uh, don't expect me to come back with right. a, an answer right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you can't, maybe, you, maybe that, but if it's on a big decision like that, don't expect me just to snap that off, you know, uh, and you might ter right. carry that level of respect with you everywhere you go after you do that a while and people right. will trust, you know, if they're Christians, they'll trust way say, I know that you need to consult the Lord first. I mean, look, if uh, somebody offered you a job right now, you probably wouldn't take it unless you consulted your wife first, right? I mean, nobody would expect you to accept a job to move to a different city or whatever, unless you consulted your wife first. Yeah. And, but, you know, a lot of times they just expect, well, it's good. It's so good. for Why wouldn't you just do it now? Oh, yeah. Why do you even have to think about it? Yep. Well, that's really kind of unreasonable when you think about it, <laughs> you know, uh, you want I to mean, make an altering decision. But I'll tell you, man, that is, that is exactly it. That's conforming to the patterns of this world. That is exactly you put in a situation where you have an opportunity. And, and again, like you say, it doesn't all have to be bad. It's easy to look around and look, look at all the negative stuff. Let's cut that out. But now that you've done that part, um, and now you're going to start seeing some opportunity. But just because an opportunity comes up for you to uh, have a big sale or, or buy a new building or something like that, uh, you have to include God in those things because it can all look shiny, man. Things of this world can look super shiny, full of opportunity. This will be the best thing ever. And if you take it to God and he says, no, I want you to pass on that. And you feel confident he wants you to pass on that. One of the hardest things you'll do is be obedient to that because mm -hmm. it looks so good. Plus people in this world are going to tell you you're crazy for, for, but if you know that, you know, that, you know, that God's telling you, something different. I just am confident in him. And I, and I am telling you, you'll be more blessed because he knows the whole story. 
I, I've taken opportunities without consulting him because it never popped in my mind. Because as a Christian business owner, you just you just run your business and you're nice to people and you try to do good stuff, right? But as a steward, you check first. Well, the things that I didn't check, I would get great opportunities that about buried my business. A uh, mm -hmm. lot of money, but a, a whole lot of hard choices and difficult long hours and time is like looking back you're like man i wish i never would have won that well now as a cso i look at it and go man i just never checked with him if i would have just checked first i think he probably would have given me some guidance here um but let me tell you that everybody just uh you know they watch sporting events and i don't know if you've ever done this but if you've ever recorded a sporting event um something that someone's you know it's over right uh super bowl or ncaa tournament just happened and we had a last second shot in overtime that, that ended up winning the game, right? Well, if you're rooting for your team and you're watching that live, you're on the edge of your seat, just like everybody is. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're just like, oh my gosh, I, hopefully, you know, my team wins. And you just, you're looking at the mistakes and the coaching calls and the referees. And there's so much drama and excitement built into those moments because no one knows what's going to happen. But if you record that thing, because you want to watch it again, because it was so wonderful. Um, you watch it different because you know what's coming. <laughs> you, you, you see the full picture. You, you know how it ends. Mm -hmm. And guys, I'm telling you when, you, when you mind your mind and you, you shift this thing to let God be the owner, and you have confidence that he knows how it ends. <laughs> he, he, he's already, we might be on the edge of our seats because we're not sure. But the great thing is the author of all of this, including your story and, and your business, he already knows the end. And, and what's wonderful about God is he almost never shows you the whole picture. Cause I don't think we would do it <laughs> if he showed us everything, every trial, every test, uh, every, you know, we, we may not just even do it, but, but if you check with him, he, he almost certainly will show you the next step. And mm -hmm. so think of him more as a guide and that if you're going to go on a journey, why would you not check with the the guy who you know he, he wrote the whole thing so why wouldn't you mm -hmm. check in with him as your guide to help you understand you know how to how to navigate is is really the point yeah absolutely absolutely so i, I was trying to kind of think back so as our practical tips we had uh one taking a, a, an audit of the folks that you're around Right. Yep. And the yep. people that you're with, your, your circle of influence, determine whether or not you are influencing them or they're influencing you. Yep. Uh, right. We, we said, let's take an audit, uh, perhaps of 30 days of the things that we're letting in to our mind. Swap and out identify, that negative with him. Yeah. And take swapping out that negative, replacing it with the positive of Jesus Christ, with yep. his word, uh, sprinkling in more time with the family, more that more praise and worship, uh, sprinkling uh, that in, always consulting uh, God to make sure that we're not just replacing negative with good, but we're replacing it <laughs> with godly. Let's yes. just put it that way. You like know, replacing it. it because we can confuse, I think, good with godly or yeah. uh, our I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but no, this, just make sure that we're not doing it because it makes us feel better in the moment. What else did we talk? Did we? Did we well, I that? think, no, that's, that's it. I think, you know, just, just 
seeking him in that time and, and, and swapping out those things with the things that he would have you swap out because, you know, yes, his word, yes, praising him, throw on some tunes and just praise him while you're doing chores around the house. I mean, that, that's, that's a really great way. I mean, he, he deserves all the praise, uh, reading his words, seeking him quite a bit, but, um, you know, as, as you're, as you're doing that, he, I think he's going to share other things with you is to say, Hey, why not? Don't do that thing. Like you do every Wednesday or whatever it is. I really want you to go and do this servanthood. You know, like I want you to serve mm-hmm. here, or I want you to get involved to this thing. And, and that's another way that, you know, now you're, you're swapping out some, some maybe bad uh, habits or behaviors with something that he's called you to go do outside of your business or maybe even through your business. So yeah, just tune into him and let, let him guide you through that. And, uh, and here's one more scripture that we leave people with is uh, Philippians four, eight. So go out and look that one up too. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us. I'm always fascinated when we look at that scripture and what's the first one in the list? Uh, whatever is true. True. Yeah. I find that when my mind, when, when it is not in the right place, mm-hmm. most of the time what I'm concentrating on is just flat out not true. You know, <laughs> right. So as, yeah. as, a, as a business owner, uh, the worst is always happening. This is impending doom. We'll never survive this. Uh, yeah. The last time Jesus helped me is the last time he's going to help me. Yeah. Um, all of right. these things. God knows that. Paul knew that. Yeah. Paul was sitting in prison when he wrote that. Yeah. You know how many untrue things came to his mind? So the first thing that he recommended that we think about is everything that's true. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. we know that the thoughts that are those negative thoughts, they yeah. don't come from below, right? All yeah. good things come from above, right? So yeah. if you have that anxiety, well, there's there's some good, there's positive, and but if you have that kind of malevolent nastiness, uh, worry, yeah. fear, bubbling up, overflowing on the inside, mm-hmm. you know God's not putting that there. Yeah, and if it's God's not putting it there, you know it's probably not true. You know, you're 100% right. And you know what, uh, for everyone listening to this, and it'll probably translate through the podcast, we'll see, but I'll do this with you, Brad. It's an exercise that I remember uh, a, a pastor is teaching us one time and, and you're talking about the power of words. And you were talking about, you know, anxiety and what we're thinking and reminding our mind and thinking about such things. So one part that he's talking about was when we say meditate on scripture, what does that mean? What does it mean to, to meditate on his word? Well, I mean, it could be as simple as take a verse like this one, Philippians 4, 8, and just try your best to, to memorize it, you know, and, and that way, what you're doing is you're writing it on your heart so that you can recall it. And the more you do that, the, the better recall you're going to have in situations. So uh, I like to have like a book with me that, cause I can't remember, but if I'm in a situation, I can flip to one is like, okay, I'm feeling this. Oh, here's four scriptures that are mm-hmm immediately against that. Right. So, so you're fighting it back with, with word, which is exactly what 
Jesus did when he was being tempted uh, by mm-hmm. Satan, right? Mm-hmm. He, he came at him with word. So having word handy like that, but we talk about meditating and like people would say, well, I don't know how to meditate. And all it is, it's, you're just taking that scripture and you're mulling it over in your mind. You're just thinking about that scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate <laughs> because all worry is, is thinking a negative thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And all of the terrible things that can happen. So if you know how to worry, you're just doing it all in your mind and you can replace that with, you know, meditating on a word. It's just, it's the same thing. You're just choosing something positive over negative. And if that's not working, I'll I'll just uh, do it this way. So um, let me see if I were to say, uh, it's this whole thing about how you can use your words (laughs) to kind of break a cycle. Um, I'm going to point at you, Brad. And when I point at you, I want you to say the color blue. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people on podcasts will know this, but don't say blue until I point to you. Okay. Okay. So as fast as you can though, in your, in your mind, start counting to a hundred, start at one and start counting to a hundred as fast as you can in your mind. Okay. And when I point, you say blue. All right. So go ahead and go. My counting or am I saying you're you're, you're counting in your head? Okay. Go. Blue. All right. Did you stop counting? I did stop counting. Because you can't think something in your brain like that and then speak out loud and keep counting. (laughs) So if you're, if the, if the enemy's working on your mind and he's reminding you, cause he'll do this, he'll isolate you. Mm. He's going to get you away from the people that you love. He's going to get you in your room. He's going to get you somewhere where he can isolate you. And then in your mind, he's going to remind you of every bad thing you've ever done in about two minutes. I mean, it doesn't take long for him to all of a sudden there's, there's everything you've ever done wrong popping up in your brain. I'm not good enough. I can't do this, all this stuff. Speak something out loud. If you speak the word of God, or you just say anything, really, it's going to stop that. It's going to stop that thing in your mind. It, mm. you, you can't keep thinking about something like that and then also speak. So I like that, you know, he's working on me like that. It's like, nope, get behind me, Satan. You know what? Yes. Jesus is my Amen. Lord. God is my defender. He's for me. He's not against me. You start saying stuff like that. Yeah. There's uh, power in it. There's power in it. Praise God. That's good stuff. Yeah. Stop mm-hmm. him in his tracks. Nice. Yep. I like that. Can't good illustration. Thanks, man. So I think we've, uh, we've given the people some things to think about today. These CSOs out there uh, crushing it for God. So ready to wrap this one up, I guess. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So why don't you wrap us up in prayer, I guess. Send us on our way. Will do. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for everyone that is hearing this uh, or watching this on YouTube. Lord, we just thank you so much for using Brad and I in this way that we can share what you've shared with us, Lord, the, the truth about who you are and how much you love us, Lord, and how much relationship you want with us. Lord, help everyone that's on here today and listening uh, to, to help them mind their minds. Show them, Lord, exactly what you would have them disconnect either people or habits or behaviors, whatever it is, and what to replace that with. Father, help us to know how to renew our minds. Help us to set ourselves uh, right in our place of stewardship underneath you, Father, and that we give you the owner 
stewardship of everything, Lord, and that we're dedicated to being great stewards. But we need, Lord, every day the Holy Spirit to help us mind our minds, help us in every way that we uh, need, Lord, in all of our individual ways to be able to run uh, your business, your way for your purpose. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you, everybody.